BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hey everyone, happy new year. This is Jill here. And today we are re-releasing an episode featuring one of our favorite guests from last year. And that is fellow podcaster, Jules Von Hepp. Jules is the founder of Fotan brand, The Isle of Paradise. And let me tell you, his energy is the best way ever to kick off a new decade. We are obsessed with him. He is really just such a huge advocate for body positivity. And there's so much to love about Jules and his message. So we hope that you enjoy our chat and we'll see you next week with brand new Breaking Beauty content dropping in your feed. And it's all about how to build your perfect skincare routine with Renee Rouleau. Until then, here's Jules. I'd go into, like you saw when I arrived here, I just walk in, like, I don't care. Like it's my, that's my job. I walk into people's houses and I have to make myself really comfortable very quickly and I have to make them comfortable with me. And actually being a spray tanner isn't just about painting a fence as it were. It's everything else that comes with it. And it's almost like being a life coach and a confidence booster. And you're almost your client's cheerleader. Like you're there when they're naked and you are going, you are amazing. You've got this. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hi, Carlene. Hi, Jill. How are you? Um, Boing. There's my forehead <laughs> banging against the mic because I can't take this weather anymore. Yeah, it's uh, the f- ice. I'm over it. <laughs> it's getting it's getting to everybody. I think everyone is reaching a breaking point. Seasonal affective disorder yeah. is just bringing everyone down. I need one of those lamps. Well, we've got one better than that today. We don't need one of those lamps because we have our <laughs> own personal ray of sunshine. Yes. And that is none other than Jules Von Hepp. And he is the founder of Isle of Paradise. And he's joining us on the mic today. He is a celebrity self-tanner. And he's glowed up everyone from Sienna Miller to Poppy Delavine to Blake Lively, Kate Moss. He basically makes celebrities feel their very best. And he's in front of naked celebrities all the time. 
no pressure. <laughs> yeah. And he really sort of started rethinking this category of self-tanners yeah. that has been pretty low key for the past several years yeah. in terms of like everyday use. I just yeah. don't have as many friends doing it as I used to. Yeah. But he's like giving it a shot in the arm, really, yeah. with Olive Paradise that, first of all, if you just look at the packaging, it's gorgeous. It looks like something that you want to throw in your circle straw bag and bring mm-hmm. it on vacation. Yes. But it also has an amazing story behind it. Yeah. And I think what is really sets it apart from all the other self-tanners that have been out there and frankly, that are really intimidating to use for most people. You're like, I'm going to look streaky. I don't have time for this. I don't want to draw like all of that stuff. And the reason it's not as scary is that he has added color correction to his self-tanning products. Mm -hmm. And so much like we use color correction and makeup to kind of correct different hangups that we might have, redness, dark under eye circles, he's taken that idea to self-tan. And so you can choose from light, medium, and dark, and you get to customize the look that you want. And you just look glowy and gorgeous and like it's you, but just like a light switch has turned on. So it's all about eliminating that orange cast Mm -hmm. that we all dread, you know, but also for different skin tones, like, you know, self-tanner can look dull. It can look green. So these color correctors really work on everyone. Yes. And the other thing that's innovative is the formulas. There are drops. Mm -hmm. There are tanning waters. And there are also mousses. And Mm -hmm. even there's a a wash-off body bronzing product. But we are bringing you the damn good story Mm -hmm. behind the bestseller today. You're going to hear all about how Isle of Paradise came to be. Mm -hmm. And what's really exciting, and I think a lot of our listeners are going to get behind, is just the whole ethos behind the brand. It's all about body positivity. It's all about self-love, self-care, and happiness. And that really comes from Jules himself. And he is a fellow podcaster. We Mm -hmm. didn't get to mention that yet. He has been hosting a podcast with his friend Sarah Powell for many years, Jules and Sarah. And then they recently also started co-hosting another genius, genius show called Wobble. And it really is all about body positivity, self-love. They tackle a lot of really important topics that are not to be made light of, like sobriety and um, body image. But at the end of the day, you feel really, really good after listening to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You were mentioning an episode with Brian E. Gordon. Yeah. So that was the episode that I tuned into Mm -hmm. recently. And Brian E., if you follow her on Instagram, she's sort of going on this journey um, where she is getting in shape and running. And she's just very vocal about mental health issues. And she's recently sober. So it gets raw and it gets real, but it does put a smile on your face at the end. And that's just unavoidable when you hear Jules in any which way. Yeah. Because he just seems to come by that naturally. And I really admire that about Jules. It's all his personality. And without question, next time he comes into town, we've got to go out. We're going to have that tipple and, you know, paint the town red. He's just that kind of person you immediately bring into your fold and you're like, okay, we're now we're best friends. So we're not going to take up any more time talking about him. We want you to hear directly from Jules. So here he is on his top tanning tips and a celebrity mishap story that you're not going to want to miss. I am Jules Von Hepp. I am renowned global spray tan artist. Can you believe that's even a job title? Um, I basically spend my life looking at vaginas and nipples and I don't buy my clients dinner and they leave me feeling 
incredible and probably better than they did at a one night stand. I'm a spray tanner. <laughs> I founded the tanning company, The Isle of Paradise, which is essentially my whole career in a bottle. Um, it combines color corrective makeup with self tan. Uh, and I'm all about natural, healthy looking skin. I think tanning has lent so far into dryness, orange tones that do I have to wait for ages to like for my skin to dry? Is it going to look fake? Is it going to look like... And that was just never what I was about. And I'm all about looking like yourself, but it's about how you feel when you look in the mirror. Do you feel amazing? Go out there, be a kind person, be a good person and just be happy. Tanning is a huge part of your life. Obviously, now you have your own business around it. What were you doing before you got into this line of work? So um, I started my career, well, I studied fashion at university. It was a course that literally changed my life. I went to an all boys school. It was like really posh and everyone went to do law or medicine and I just did not fit in. I decided my university course by flipping a coin. It landed on heads. And so instead of doing interior design, I did fashion. Studied for three years and then had an internship in a fashion PR agency. I liked it, but I didn't, I wasn't about the people. Fashion is, I like to look at it, but to be in it is quite, is quite different. I met a facialist, Nicola Joss, and she said to me, I think you'd be really good at spray tanning. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Let's park it and I'll come back to it. I flipped a coin again and moved to Australia, worked for Vogue as a beauty assistant in Australia, loved beauty, was not about editorial. And there was just something about being in an office and being at a desk that it was quite soul destroying at the time. I thought that that is what everyone's career was supposed to be. And nobody, I had never had career advice of, you don't have to work in an office and you don't have to wear a suit to work. And that I just didn't know that these other careers existed. So came back to the UK, um, saw Nicola again, and she said, you know, let me train you in tanning. So I trained with her in tanning. I trained in um, like facial massage. And then I did a course in makeup and I just loved it. I loved the fact that it wasn't about, there was no obvious ladder. There was no structure, which I'm very good at. I have the most creative brain. Um, and every single day I would make people feel good. I'd go into, like you saw when I arrived here, I just walk in, like, I don't <laughs> care. Like it's my, that's my job. I walk into people's houses and I have to make myself really comfortable very quickly. And I have to make them comfortable with me. Yeah. And actually it transpired that being a spray tanner isn't just about painting a fence as it were. It's everything else that comes with it. And it's almost like being a life coach and a confidence booster and you're almost your client's cheerleader. Like you're there when they're naked and you are going, you are amazing. You've got this. <laughs> and you have to be a certain type of person to do this. So, you know, I'm training assistants at the moment and I'm trying to teach them in the art of giving energy. And it's not just about the spray tan. That is secondary to what we do. Mm. So I then, my kind of break, as it were, I was tanning, um, I was just tanning random clients in this one client was a makeup artist and she said to me she was like you know you're really good at tanning I was like really like am I I don't know I have no comparison and she said look I'm the head makeup artist on the x factor do you want to do the spray tans I had been tanning for six months <laughs> and I was like yep okay fine this is a window that's opening for me and then from there I got poached onto Dancing with the Stars in the UK that show was known for bad orange tans that's all the headlines were written about it's like everyone who went on it they were like oh I'm gonna have a spray tan in an orange 
And I just thought, I'm going to change this. I'm going to flip this about. Why is this show known for tan? It shouldn't be about that. People forget that the best fake tan should look real. You should look like you've been on holiday, not like you've been and bought a bottle of tan. Mm. So I really carved it and changed the way that people thought about tan on that show. And I did it for three years. And by the end of it, no one was writing about the tans. And my clients, they all call me like the secret tanner because I'm not really, I'm contradicting myself. I'm not a big mouth when it comes to career, but I, it's, it's not about me. It's about them. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do outrageous things. I just want them to look their best and go on the red carpet and feel amazing with glowy skin. It's not, it's not about looking mahogany. Mm-hmm. Well, you truly do look like you just got back from vacation. Yeah. Literally. Very yourself. glowy. And, but you just stepped off a plane probably from the UK. Yeah, from the UK. Yeah. So my skin underneath is grey, sister. <laughs> it is marble underneath here, believe you me. But yeah, look, I know every tip and trick of the trade and yeah. I'm all about texture and glowiness mm-hmm. of the skin. I really, I've always worn makeup and I've always played around with products, but it's. I think within the last two to three years, I've really been exploring with makeup on myself mm-hmm. um, and different products. And I think I, I have Instagram to thank for that because comments on the street and homophobic things that can be said to boys who wear makeup it don't happen as much as they did anymore and it's down to boys who go out there and with a full face of makeup on and lashes and glitter and own it and it's down to them that the way that the society is changing I truly believe it I wanted to circle back to um first of all I wanted to know if you ever went to as I call it the burn bin or I've heard you call it the uv coffin the uv tanning beds did you have a past story Yeah, definitely. Like I grew up in the north of England and tan was a big thing there. And at 16 years old, when you don't know what you're doing, yeah, you get in the UV coffin. But I would never do that again in my life. And I actually was part of the team in the UK that campaigned against coin-operated sunbeds because it's... Coin-operated? Coin-operated sunbeds. Yeah, it's a thing. And like they are banned now in Australia as well. So it was... It wasn't man's sunbeds. You could go in, put your money in, almost like a slot machine and get in. Wow. And that was a thing. So nobody's even monitoring. No one's you checking. can just be like, I want darker. I want darker. Yeah. Wow. And, also, and also back then there wasn't the education that there is mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. so I make sure that the Isle of Paradise social media platforms and my social media platform is educating people in how to use mm-hmm. tan. And it's like, I don't have to go into the UV coffin. My dad had skin cancer later on in life, which is, it just instilled it even further within me to hammer it home, the message of don't lie in the sun. I think once that comes into your inner circle and it affects you outside of your day-to-day life and you see how it changes the dynamic within your family and he is that was just from him hiking. Um, And now he has a big scar on his face Mm -hmm. and it changed everything. And so once you see it firsthand, you really, and you know, my position as a founder of a self-tanning brand, I owe it. I owe it to the world to just say, stop doing this. Just look after yourself. For sure. Now, you sort of touched on that idea when you're talking about Dancing with the Stars, how the headlines were all about the contestants looking orange. And for a a minute there, Fake Tan was sort of like passe almost, or it's like a bit of fodder for a headline. Mm -hmm. And so can you talk us through how you did transform it and the whole notion of sunless tanning? And I know you did backstage as well, right? So turning the world, as it were, off the whole orange footballer's wife, um, Jersey Shore kind of element of tan and making it cool. 
doesn't happen overnight. And it's really the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb theory where you drop it out, they bite it up, drop it out, bite it up. Um, so working backstage with the designers like Roland Murray and Erdem and Henry Holland um, and Pucci in Milan and Versace, I was doing Versace campaigns and then through... Versace will keep you busy. Yeah, but yeah it was busy. <laughs> it was busy. But through taking self-tan backstage and being part of a extended makeup team really changed the way that people saw tan and it became an extra pillar that was seen as an integral part within the beauty process. So in the past, it was hair and makeup, then nails was added on, and now tan is a pillar. There aren't many people that do tanning in session, and it is a certain skill because it's you're working with product in a really different way, and there's no one educating you while you're doing it. I ha- we had to learn on the job. And, you know, sometimes there are things that we did and you think, oh, that was not a good look, and like that didn't work, <laughs> and you have to you have to back it up. But um, it's also making sure that when you're doing tans, it's like I personally would never post a picture of a client in paper knickers and a turban and they're all really brown. And it, it, I just think it it creates this weird image of tan. I think actually what's better to do is have someone talk about tan after they've had the experience because that's it's how it makes you feel. And also... I mean, the world, the formulations have come on so far from being that back in the day tan where it was that terracotta finish. And I think every, it's all about learning from your mistakes and learning that adding aloe vera and adding hydrating properties within to the tan, that will balance out that orange process and give you a more natural looking tan. And so do celebrities bring you on tour with them or? I've seen some things and I Give call- us a story. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is with a podcast. We need an anecdote. All right, I'll give you a story, but I'm not telling you who it is. Okay, fine. And this was my life when I was 26, 27. I never used to leave home without a spare pair of underpants and a mousse and a mitt in my bag because I never knew how like how quickly and how last minute someone would need a tan because celebrities get booked last minute. Events and PRs change their mind of who they want in the red carpet and all of a sudden someone's got an invite and then they need the whole process going behind them. So I had a phone call from a publicist and they said, can you be on a flight to Venice um, within the next hour? Yep, no problem. I've got my moose, I've got my mitt, I'll go. <laughs> so I go and always have my passport on me. So I hop on a flight, go to Venice, get to Venice and a driver picks me up standing there. Um, he's got a full cap, glasses. I get in the back of a huge Rolls Royce. I get driven to Venice, get put on a private gondola and taken out to an island. I get to the island and they don't know who I am. They don't know why I'm there. It's 11 at night. I don't have I've only got my bank card on me. They're not taking card. And I'm starting to just panic. And it's a Friday night. So everyone I know in London is out hammered. I try phoning this certain celebrity. Nothing would come through. Uh, Got their assistant. No, nothing's coming through. So the celebrity is obviously out getting hammered. So I just have to stand there. I look at the stars and I think, well, what the hell am I going to do? So I had sushi and I build it to their room. I then, I can't believe I'm telling you this story. (laughs) You know, when you're like, oh God, this is happening. Um, We're like, our our mouths are open. We're just sitting here. So I then. Sushi, go on. I have the sushi. I 
like enjoy that. And a certain celebrity arrives and they are beyond the point of hammered, falling off the gondola, assistant carrying them, refusing to have a spray tan, does not want a spray tan. So the Hansel and Gretel bread comes up, come out. I have to sit down, have a drink, just get on with it. We go back to the celebrity's hotel room. Um, they were supposed to have booked a room for me. They didn't. So it becomes very apparent that I'm sleeping on the sofa. I'm on a 9am flight back the next day to prove to my boyfriend at the time that I can juggle it all, which I couldn't. <laughs> the celebrity refused to have a tan until five in the morning. My life is so crazy. And yeah. when I try, like, that is one of a million stories. There's just so many things, how many positions you have to get in when you're getting a fake tan. Like lifting up the boobs, I'll never get over <laughs> that. You know, you got to like lift so there's no creases and... Well, yeah. you know, being a spray tanner is, I do look at naked bodies for a living, but something that I really try and hammer home is whatever you think you've got, mm -hmm. someone else has it worse tenfold. Yeah. And lifting up your boobs, literally, it's not even the tip of the iceberg. It's not even the seagull looking down at the tip of the iceberg. Like, believe me, if you've got to lift those girls up, lift them up because I'm not going to do it for you. There are tips that we say and I will always like arms in the air, lean back. And like you can usually get in and around yeah. without having to lift. But, yeah. you know, it's our job to work around your body. It's mm -hmm. our job to make you feel comfortable mm -hmm. and it's our job to make you feel fabulous. And if that means a nipple lift, it means a nipple lift. <laughs> I think that it's a good time to just ask like how your line came to be because you could have kept going with this life of travel and, you know, working with celebrities, I'm sure for a long time, right? Yeah, I could have done. And I think... And I'm always really open and honest about this. I never wanted my own line. It was never a goal that I had in my career. But when I was looking for products, like I'm really, I'm really spiritual and I like my beauty brands to be spiritual. I like to feel connected to a brand and the message that they put out. I also was looking for formulations that were going to actually do what they say, but also give that little bit more. I just couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And I looked and I looked and I was traveling. I was in like Australia looking. I was here, like not here. I was in America looking, couldn't find it. And I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this. This literally is my right. I owe this to women and men in the world who love tan or maybe have never experienced the joy of tanning. If I don't do this, nobody will. And it was that moment for me where the penny dropped and I thought, We've, we're going to have to hit yeah. go. Before you continue, like what was the challenge? That I you think the reason Isle of Paradise is color correcting, and this will help me answer that question, is through me listening to my clients. So it was the same messages that were coming through. So I, I want a light tan and I want to glow. I'm really stressed at work or I'm juggling three jobs or I've got a lot on. I'm, I just need something to take this edge off and hide this it almost, well, it was redness in the skin. Or I want to be dark tan, but I don't want to be orange. So then I looked at the products that I was like available to work with and I could do the tans perfectly. There was no streaks, it was flawless, but the final finish was flat. 
and dull and not fading nicely, drying, and also like sticky during the development time. So it was through listening to clients and seeing that I wasn't giving the best service that I could possibly give. I couldn't create that whole start to finish process because a tan start to finish is application right through to the moment you've got it right off the skin because yeah, tan can look great on day one or day two, but you need the next six days to be amazing as well because that whole scaly knees, scaly neck. breaking up. Yeah, like yeah. The, like that shouldn't happen. And it's when it's cheap ingredients, it's when it's high levels of alcohol, it's all these processes that are just shoved in a bottle and put on a shelf that people don't realize you don't have to have that. You don't have to choose that. You can choose the other route. So I was mixing color corrective makeup in with my tans. So I would do the tan, it would come back to me flat and lackluster. And then I'd do body makeup over the top. And to get that finish, I was mixing in peach color corrective to brighten, green to hide that redness, and then the violet to counteract the orange from a dark tan. So I was already making the products backstage. I was already doing it. And then I met my business partner. He had the factory, had the processes. And we just put two and two together and I thought, this is it. We've got to go. Launching your own brand is shit fucking scary. (laughs) Like there there are no words that will ever be able to describe and no one, there's no one that can warn you of that. And I listened to Tata Harper's interview with you guys and I, I, I love that she was like, it's hard. And I was just like, yeah, it's really hard. And I remember the run up to the launch of I Love Paradise and you think, I'm putting my whole career on the line. I'm like people are either going to get this or they're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's either going to go and, or it's not. And if it doesn't go, what am I going to do? I, I like, am I going to go back to fashion? Like, am I going to have this desk job? And you, you go through all these crazy scenarios, but wonderfully people get it. Yeah. So how did you come up with the name? It's Isle of Paradise. Great name. So I, I remember the exact moment that I was in. I was in a Soho house. I had a rose day. It was like two in the afternoon. And when you're trying to come up with creative things, like I just need a rose day. And I thought, okay, let's think about the moments that you tan for. So like I said before, I'm not materialistic. I'm not bothered about it bags, it bars, whatever. But for me, the moments that I tan for are going for wine with my girlfriends, shopping with my mum, travel. And I thought that for me is this mental state of mind that I take myself to. So The Isle of Paradise is not a place. It's a state of mind. And it's that moment when you look in the mirror and you go, ah, that's the Isle of Paradise. So within the office and at Isle of Paradise HQ, we say to each other, paradise is a state of mind. Do whatever you need to do to take yourself to that happy place because that's what this is all about. We were the first tanning brand. And it it makes me sad every time I say this. We were the first tan brand to ever use a curve model within our campaign. And as wonderful as that is, and it's an incredible career accolade to say that I changed the way that the tanning category is in the way that people view their bodies. I think it's actually really fucking sad that it took me with a 10 year career working backstage to actually pull this forward and say, that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And the things that we're seeing advertised to us in the stores about how we are supposed to buy a product to put on our naked body in front of the mirror of buying it from a body that doesn't look like ours or isn't spoken to from that social media is not okay. That is not cool. And whether it's about skin tone, it's about shape, it's about gender or fluidity, these barriers need to change. And people need to remember that 
tan goes on naked skin. Your body is your body. What you see in the mirror, is how, it really reflects in how you are on a day-to-day basis. And if you're feeling crap when you're buying that bottle of tan, then what hope do you have? So yes, it's amazing that I changed that, but also it was about time mm-hmm. that it changed. It's important. Um, yeah, I just saw on your Instagram where... Or oh, was Jesus. It? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> About, there was some kind of DM going on where yeah. it was a self-tan provider, yeah. mm-hmm. I think in Australia, yeah. where they were basically like, the client was trying to get the details on how much the self-tan application cost. And then the salon or spa wrote back and said, what size are you? Because if you're a size eight, it's this cost. And if you're a size 12, it's this cost. And that did not sit well with you. I took no. it. Um, no. What was, where did that come from and what was the story there? So it actually got sent to me from one of my followers and they said, Have you seen this? And, you know, I read it and I was just mortified. I couldn't believe that this conversation had happened. And it, it just makes me so mad because I think that that. That one act from that one stupid person who was trying to charge someone on their body shape and adding on extra dollars because they were of a different shape is just repulsive. Like, it's our jobs to make you feel good. Whatever size, shape, whatever, like, whatever you have. Like, so I, I literally went on the rant. I went on the rant and I said, it's not okay. You shouldn't feel like this. You walk away from this situation. You tell them where to stuff it. And you know that it's, like it's your right to do that. Yeah. And it's Allure just picked it up. Allure did. Yeah. And okay. they just wrote about it and saying that this is happening in the industry and we need to be aware of this. And it's just bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. And it's made me really think about, I think for future plans, I would like to do masterclasses for spray tanners mm-hmm. because yeah, I can teach you, I, I can teach you how to buff and I can teach you how to spray tan, but I want to teach you all the other things that come with it, like mm-hmm. client etiquette. Like my assistants can't believe how I train them. Like I am a sly bitch. Like <laughs> I'll open the door and I'll be like, you're late and you didn't text me. And it's like, I'm like that, but they need to understand that you, if you're coming in at this level and you want to be one of the best spray tanners, mm-hmm. then you need to be one of the best spray tanners. Yeah. You need to own it. I want to dig into your product line a little bit because we want to, yeah, let's see the, let's see. There's a whole assortment. There's self-tan mousses, there's sprays, waters, like tell us everything and what the best seller is. So they, it comes in three color pillars. So yes. we have peach, we have green, we have violet. Mm-hmm. Peach brightens the skin and gives you a light tan. Green will hide redness, but give you a medium tan. And violet will hide orange tones and give you a neutralized dark tan. Then within that, we break it down into mousse format, water format, and drops. The... Mousse is your classic self-tanner. It has a guide color. You apply it with a mitt. Mm-hmm. Um, the water you spray on, the easiest way to describe this is a bit like the Jolique's, like spray for your face. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same application process. And for your body, like an SPF at the beach, you spray it on, rub it in with your hands or a mitt if you're like me and you love an accessory. And then wash your palms, no guide color. So you can't see where you're going, but you can see the shimmer of the, the wetness of the product. 
And then the drops is a concentrate. So you mix that in with a moisturizer, soften it down. You're in control. The more drops you add, the deeper the tan will be. Um, We also have ancillaries. So we have a primer called Prep It, which lowers the pH of your skin. So you actually get a more natural looking, longer lasting tan. Because Mm. when I was doing makeup, I was like, I'm priming the skin. I'm priming it for body makeup. But why is there not this available for tan? Mm. And, you know, being one of the world's first, like, celebrity spray tanners, you kind of just have to make your own products. Um, And then a tan remover called Over It, I named it because it's like an X, Over It, (laughs) uh, which is a glycolic micellar mix. So it breaks the tan down and strips it all off. It's super, it's so nice sprayed on a sheet mask as well. So good. What's the number one hit? What's been the, the runaway? Seller? Green water. Green water, which is really funny. Like when you launch a new, a whole new line, mm. you actually, as you, we didn't know what was going to be the front runner. You're like, I think it's going to be this, but it's yeah. going to be this. Um, but green water is the hero product for sure. And then it de- would definitely breaks down into the drops. People mm. are really loving the drops because they're so easy. Mm-hmm. They're really customizable. Mm-hmm. I chop and change between everything because I'm the creative brain, I get bored. So I'm flipping onto mousse and then I'm back onto water. But the drops you can add into your foundation, your serum, they're great for travel because they're under 100 mil and they're suitable for face and body. All of our products are also non-comogenogenic. So none of the little black pores, like nothing fills Mm -hmm. there. And they're fragranced with peppermint and eucalyptus because I found myself in Australia and I wanted something part of my Australian past to be put into the product but also tan should be refreshing so if you're ever in a Sephora have a smell and you'll really see that this is not traditional self-tanning there's no coconut vanilla cherry Mm -hmm. fragrances going on in there how much does it help to mask that self-tan smell Oh, a huge. We formulate a low pH, which means that when the tan develops, the self-tan smell is minimized. I am just so honest. Like I will never say it doesn't smell yeah. because everyone has different, everyone smells different things. Mm-hmm. But client feedback, feedback from our audience on social media, it really is mm-hmm. minimal, minimal mm-hmm. smell. And what do you think people love about the green water so much specifically? Well, the green water is the medium tan. So it's that golden finish yeah. once the tan's developed. I think it's so easy to apply. You spray it on, you, know, you can fix your makeup with it and the tan will go through your makeup. When you wash your makeup off at the end mm. of the day, you've got this really nice glow underneath. Mm. Yeah, um, It's really natural looking. Yeah, That's the thing that comes through a lot with Isle of Paradises. I love how natural this is. So let's get some tips from you. Let's talk about yes. getting getting it off your fingernails. What do you get asked most? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. How do I tan my hands? Um, so when you tan your hands, moisturize your hands, elbows, knees, and feet with an aloe vera based moisturizer. Aloe vera is the key ingredient to working with self-tan. Put the moisturizer on, rub it into your knuckles and add it onto your nails. Apply your tan all over your body. And when it comes to the hands, do not over apply. If you look at your hands, the skin here is like a sponge. It will drink tan. And that's when you see Debbie with it all stuck in her knuckles on a Friday morning. (laughs) Add one light coat of tan, then take a towel, put it on the back of the door, put some moisturizer on the inner bits of your wrist and rub your wrist on the back of the door. 
Then wash your palms. Now, if you want to be super extra, and this is a tip that I've only just discovered within the past like three months, moisturize your hands again with a hand cream. Now, what that does is it lifts everything out of your knuckles and it just smooths everything over and gets rid of any, any chances of mishaps. How do I tan my back is the thing that I get all the time. If you aren't lucky to have a neighbor that you can just call on or a boyfriend, take, there's so many different ways to do this. And I get asked, oh, a back applicator is really good. Honestly, I don't think you need to buy a back applicator. You can do this with household instruments at home. I personally have an extra long wooden spoon. I've sellotaped a mitt to it and I spray my mitt with the water and do my back over my shoulder. You can also put a mitt on a coat hanger and do it that way. Um, If you're going to do this by hand, then you can turn your mitt back to front so the foam side sits on the back of the knuckles and you'll actually be able to reach further with it. If you think this product doesn't have a guide color, how am I going to use it? Practice makes perfect. And I I have to reiterate this, that the first time you did a smoky eye or maybe you bought some GHDs or maybe bought a curling one, chances are you kind of fucked it up a bit and you learn from your mistakes. And it's the same with tan, learn from your mistakes. If you mess up, we've all got different skin. So our skin is all going to respond to tan in different ways. Read your skin, read what it's telling you. Maybe some parts aren't going darker than others. Maybe, and this is quite common, especially like with females, when you're due on your period, your tan probably won't go as dark as it will for the rest of the month due to the Mm. hormone levels within the skin. Tanning without guide color, apply your tan in the day and watch your tan develop on the hour every hour because as it develops, you'll start to see the areas that you've missed. If you're nervous about streaks, take a clean mitt, a clean dry mitt. After you've applied it, just rub that mitt all over your body and it's going to buff and blend it. Tanning, again, is like makeup. It's all about the buff and blend. Yeah, true. How long does it take you to do full head-to-toe self-tan on somebody? What's the fastest you've ever done it? I feel like I could go for a world record with this. Like, I (laughs) can tan someone no problem within 10 minutes. Like, Mm. like enter the house and leave within 10 minutes. No messing about. And I I have, like, a couple of my clients who are friends, and we call it, like... I say, do you want a full treatment or do you want a rough and ready? <laughs> and then they know. And they'll say, rough and ready. I've got, to, I've got to put the kids to bed. And it's like, in, tan, see ya, done. <laughs> so funny. We interview a lot of brand founders and you're sort of like in the infancy stage of your brand. What's been the hardest lesson that you've learned so far? I think it's really hard in terms of personal life. Being a brand founder is way more difficult than you would ever imagine in terms of the time demands. Um, Being a global brand founder means that you're on calls at 7am, you're on calls at 10pm, you have to travel last minute. And not all of my friends have understood that along the way. And I've lost a few friends and that that's part of life. And I've made loads of new ones, but that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot that Although from the outside, it looks so glamorous and you can make anything look glamorous on Instagram, but behind closed doors, it's tough. And what's the um, best piece of advice you've received from like maybe another brand founder or one of your friends or fellow podcasters? Uh, oh gosh, there's so many. Charlotte Tilbury uh, said to me, just enjoy it. Just go with it. Really own it and just be just be you, just stay true to you. Mariana Hewitt and I actually have made really good friends. She owns and co-founded Summer Fridays. Mm-hmm. I met her at Sephora, a conference in Las Vegas, and neither of us knew what we were doing. And we both came from such different backgrounds. And now we help each other out. You make such amazing friends on the journey because everyone has kind of come into this brand found a way one way or another. Some people are 
bloggers. Some people are, they wanted a career change and they saw the gap. Some people have come from the news world. And then you've got experts like me who've just, were making the products backstage. It's an amazing roller coaster. And definitely one thing I've learned is to stay true to my guns, stay myself and it will be okay. Everything works out. Everything gets figured out. Thanks for tuning in. Visit breakingbeautypodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like